Welcome to the History Podcast, thehistorypodcast.blogspot.com. This is the point where Mr. Lincoln always says the. The, yeah. The, 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 the History Podcast. Check us out on iTunes. Please subscribe or on Stitcher, your smartphone, or if you've got one of those fancy cars with the touchscreen, check out right. our podcast on that thing or the traditional PC style, whichever it is. We release podcasts as soon as we can. There's not a, a typical day. I know a lot of podcasting services say, here's the day where we release the new podcast. Well, we usually record so many podcasts that we just want to get them to you as soon as possible. We try to meet consumer demand. Um, so once again, check out our website, thehistorypodcast.blogspot.com. I am Mr. Jackson. With me is Mr. Lincoln. Those are not our real names. What do you have on the docket today, Mr. Lincoln? Well, one thing I'm going to say about the not my real name, I think about getting my name changed to Mr. Jackson. Just Wait, Well, I'm Jackson. You're Herb. Lincoln. Well, uh, yeah, or Mr. Now Lincoln. Now it's getting really confusing. Yeah, it's going to get real. Mr. Lincoln might be my new name. Uh, well, anyway... This is something we we talked about um, the other day, and the idea of of a rat and a hand. Well, before we get into that, I just want to <laughs> cut into what you're saying, like I always do. Oh, I'm sure. So, so there uh, I go. But that's why I am a little more uh, impolite, uh, if I said you that. You are. And I am more, I will maybe assertive and more angry, which people probably can guess. Even though sometimes I speak with an accent, I'm more the northern guy, even though my name's Jackson, and you're the southern guy who has the name Lincoln. Well, maybe, that's maybe irony. <laughs> Just wanted to make that statement. I'm sure our listeners have already picked up on that. So you were saying Iraq, Afghanistan? Movies. Iraq and Afghanistan movies. And but there are, there's only a couple, right? Well, that's, that's, that's the whole point of my, my podcast today. Um, you know, we had talked about. I know you're a, a much more astute on the on the topic of um, movies as a whole. Yes, um, I do have an American history through film bachelor's degree. Maybe one of I would probably say I'm the only person in the United States. I can't really make that statement. I created my own major, which really, uh, if anyone wants to take any advice, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't um, do that. The only but thing I that it's I a think lot of work, but yes. The only thing that's been crazier is if he's been a European history uh, through film uh, major. That would have been harder, don't you think? Yeah. That would have been about the only thing harder. Well, I, but anyway. Uh, it was – man, it, it was taking – I had to go through all kinds of channels, jump through hoops. But I had a lot of help from some really nice people that made it work. And so now <laughs> – At the institute I, that you went to. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I was looking at, um, I kind of did some comparisons, and this is something that came up in that conversation that we had, with the idea that uh, it, you compare Iraq and Afghanistan to our, our most recent conflict, or well, let me rephrase that, uh, one of the most recent conflicts, which is Vietnam. And, you know, we talked about how there's a lot of real gritty, um, uh, dark, cynical, almost, you know, uh, critical movies about Vietnam. And uh, even to the point that there, we, we got into the talking about the returning movies, uh, you know, where the guy comes home and he's got problems or he has this or he has that. And we talked about how <clears throat> we don't have we don't have an Iraq or Afghanistan's deer hunter or Apocalypse Now or Platoon, um, and I, I kind of went through. I went through and did some research on some of the new 
the the Iraq and Afghanistan movies. And actually, I, I came up kind of contradictory to what we talked about um, in the idea that most of the the movies made about um, Vietnam um, had that darker element to it. Uh, the movies that have been made about Afghanistan and Iraq have been extremely dark and almost even downright critical of the policy. Now, I will agree with you that there really hasn't been a a pro rah rah war about Iraq and Afghanistan where you had like the Green Berets, right during Vietnam. But I now I don't know exactly what films you're talking about. I'm just basing this on my own knowledge. Most of the war films that have been made in terms of Iraq and Afghanistan have been documentary. That's what right. I'm guessing right now. So that's right. that. That is, we're not, we're comparing apples and oranges because to write a motion picture and to have an artistic vision, not that documentaries aren't artistic, they definitely are, but that's real life. So, but go ahead. I want to well, I want to just put that that asterisk there before we go any further. I think though, when you when you take into consideration, and this one didn't get a whole lot of play when it came out, the Green Zone with Matt Damon. Now nah, I knew uh, you were going to reference that. Yeah, Green Zone it, definitely. Very is. critical of anything having to do with weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, I, I almost take that movie, though it's not – when I watch that movie, yeah, it is a war film in a sense. It does take place. And if you haven't seen Green Zone, it is a, it's an interesting movie because it takes kind of a political thriller and definitely has some action film aspects. Maybe one of the flaws of the movie is it may – sometimes it just doesn't work. It's like taking Jason Bourne film. And then putting that Making Jason Bourne film in the controversies of the civil, or the, the I want to say civil war, which it would eventually <laughs> become, but into the Iraq War, and they definitely are very critical of the whole weapons of mass destruction nonsense. But when I think of that, that's almost that's not really attacking the Iraq War. It's attacking the Republican right. Party, the Bush administration. It would be <laughs> like making a film that's all about the Gulf of Tonkin. Which didn't really happen. I mean, I guess it did in the sense of fall of the war, but that's documentary. Once again, we're going back and forth. But yeah, I will agree that it is. It's, it's less it, than patriotic. It, it is, is no definitely green beret. less than patriotic. It definitely, absolutely questions the war. Right. I will agree with you there. Um, but it does so in such a straightforward manner. It's not. There's not a dark humor element like well, you might true. get from certain other. Mash or from uh, Platoon even has a darker element to it. Uh, Apocalypse Now, almost like a just it's all a big joke kind of idea. Right. Green or Green Zone is just straight to the point. Here's the people that lied. It's just a straight indictment right. with action involved, and, well, and it's a pretty good movie. But I feel like some people may just completely miss that message when they watch the film. They just see this action film that also kind of says, "Hey, this this whole thing was made up." Well, and, and you mentioned MASH. I'm going to get to MASH here in just a second. But another one that, that you're probably going to take apart and, and piece by piece, uh, and, and it's almost the opposite. It's still a critical movie, but it's almost the opposite of Green Zone in that it blames, um, it, blames it, it pushes the button of republicanism and, and, and everything that's wrong with war is lines to lambs. Have you, I don't know if you've... Um, that's one I kind of skipped. I watched parts yeah. of it with Tom well, Cruise, Robert Redford, yeah. a great cast, but it just – I looked at the reviews, and I've watched parts. I'm just like, yeah, this is just too 
force in the scenes that I watched. So go ahead and tell me more about well, it. Well, to me, it was a, it was the stereotypical liberal point of view of the war, and that you know you've got these politics, these are politicians, these polyheads that are at the top of the things, and they're pushing buttons and, and making deals and doing things simply because they have an agenda. And then you've got Robert Redford, who plays the traditional um, liberal professor, but he's got the element that he was in combat in Vietnam. And, you know, then you've got these guys who, these students of his that join, that run off and join, and, and they have the really strong opinions. And, uh, you know, they try to... to wave the flag all the time saying, you know, I don't know if we agree with this or not. So that, I, I lumped that kind of into a counter, um, a counter uh, war film. And then, you know, you've got a lot of these, um, the, the, the documentaries that I have seen, uh, I know you're not a big fan of, or not a, that you're a, not a fan, but that's not that's a more reporting point of view than it is a make a statement. But a lot of them do end up making a pretty strong statement against the the war. Now, uh, no, no, I, I, I don't don't put it out there that way. Documentaries are probably when I had the if I had to pick movies I'd watch from here on out, it would be documentaries. And I've done a lot of research and studying of documentaries. But what I don't like about documentaries is that. We, and mainly a lot of these war documents, it's stuck to this, all right, let's show some events and then let's cut to some expert or cut to someone talking. I hate that form of documentary that developed over the last 30 years and has now become the form of documentaries. I prefer something more cinema verite, something more direct cinema, where you just turn the camera on and you let the action happen. I hate, absolutely hate when people are speaking into the camera and discussing what's happening. Just well, let it happen. And, and if you do that in a, in a war sense, and I think there are a couple that do it, that just capture life, those are the most right. powerful and less that seem manipulated and fake. But it's really hard to pull that off really well and to tell a story. So that's why uh, – I don't. And it, it's hard for them to make a documentary that doesn't have an agenda. To me, a documentary shouldn't have an agenda. It shouldn't start out like this is what we want to do. It should just be, well, here are these things that's captured in the video. That's what the, you know, the Moyer, it's Moyer, uh, Marcel, the Moyer, uh, I don't know. It's been so long since I studied all this crap. But those are my, that's my point. Okay. Well, I, I did look at what I tried to do. I guess I should have backed up. Let me back up just a little bit and say I, I looked at things that were critical. Uh, things that were patriotic and things that were funny, because you and I have talked about this mash. Mm -hmm. To me, uh, and even something so far as Kelly's Heroes, those yeah. were funny movies that were poking fun at. Um, they were poking fun at Vietnam because they were made during Vietnam or shortly thereafter, and they were really, or, or even Catch Twenty Two. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head when Catch Twenty Two was was made, but they poke fun at the war, and there, there's there's elements that are very gritty and very, you know, real, but they're poking fun of, and, and I thought, I found that that is really where the Iraq and Afghanistan wars are so different than Vietnam, because there's not, there's not a funny, the, the, the one lone kind of funny movie that I could find with, with, with Iraq and Afghanistan is Men Who Stare at Goats. 
which I think is a, I think it's hilarious. I think John it's really Ronson. Funny. That's a, um, <laughs> we've, there's a John Ronson book review on our website, and I agree. If we really want to make statements and we're really ready to talk about something or move in a direction as a country, we have to be willing to joke about something. That's why I right. think we really accept. That's why I always believe that comedians are really the people who push the country, not politicians, not the news media. That's why John Stewart and Stephen Colbert oh, yeah. are so important. It's Absolutely. because when you're willing and accepting to joke about something, that's when we're all – obviously you have to understand something to get the joke, and we're willing to laugh about something as opposed to crying about it. Right. And that's why those movies are so important. And Kelly's Heroes, I love all those movies that you mentioned, and they can really they, – they're – not coming out like Green Zone saying, where were these weapons of mass destruction? Where were they at? You know, it's an indictment. Whereas those movies make jokes about, why are we here? Why am right. I flying? Why do I still have to fly? Why can't? Which is Catch-22, which to answer your question, it's first published 61, and then the movie okay. comes out in 1970. So, yeah, definitely during that Vietnam era, which, right. you know, the whole the idea of Catch-22 is the only way to prove that I can't fly anymore yeah. Is to prove that I'm crazy, but if you prove that you're crazy, you must know that flying. It's just right. obviously the you go back and around and around and around. But and I guess that's that's really where the Afghanistan uh, Iraq wars have have are different than the uh, the Vietnam War because even even if you look at a film like Jacob's Ladder or Born on the Fourth of July, those are the returning and Deer Hunter too. Those are or the coming returning. Home. Uh, or coming home, those are the returning films. And actually, believe it or not, there's some there's some really good films that talk about the coming home of Iraq. Yeah, that that was one of the things that in our first discussion about this. Yeah, we we, we said there wasn't, happens. but there actually no, there uh, there are, but there are. I feel there like are. the lucky it, ones. It's, it's not um, is that Zach is that Zach Afro? No, 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 uh, no, no, Channing no, no. Tatum. No, the lucky ones has got Tim Robinson and. Um, or Tim Robbins and uh, no, it's not Channon Tatum. Um, it, this one's called The Lucky Ones, and it's got um, um, oh shoot, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you Jennifer. I think it's Jennifer Gardner. I've Rachel seen it. Mitchell McAdams. I don't think anyone. Maybe you've seen this. This is not I've something that it. was highly successful. Though. And and there's one called In the Valley of Elah. Yeah, but this is also a film that really I remember that coming out. Not had did not have a lot of right. And I think there was one that was called Brothers or something, which was uh, had Gyllenhaal and Tobey Maguire in it. He comes back from war. But a lot of these yeah. films don't really have that direct point of either they're not as successful and the ones that are more successful don't really attack or are critical of the war. I mean even if he talked about Hurt Locker, has a little bit of that element in the movie. Right. But it's very quick, and it never once really goes for it. And I want to – make the statement that the American zeitgeist or the idea of our country is you absolutely, and I hate to say this because I'm sure people are going <laughs> to hit unsubscribe as soon as I say this, but right I'm now, you, now. Ca you cannot say anything negative about war, about American troops. It, it's just completely off limits, which is scary because I hate a country. I don't hate a country, but I hate the idea of there are things we cannot say. You know, I, sometimes you have to cross the line and know where it is. Well, we can't even get close to that line. Now, during the 60s, 70s, 80s, you could say whatever you wanted about military. You could say whatever you wanted about the military-industrial complex. Even some 
not really the 90s because in the 90s is where we had that change where it's flags everywhere, T-shirts, your buddy Lee Green, Greenwood. You oh, can't yeah. say anything. And that's, uh, but that's, that is what the populace wants. And so our films often reflect what we want and how we feel. And that's right. why films – if they, they might make a quick statement about coming home, or if they do, it's just not very successful. No one watches it. Right. So I guess it's all demand. I don't know. I, I, well, there I, is, I we and it's so expensive and hard to get a film made today. And with the movie industry in, in poor shape, so that's true. Who would be crazy enough to put together a finely written script with a finely structured cast with a great director? Because you're just going to lose money. You look at the films right now, and over the last three or four or five years that have done well. In, term, in terms of Golden Globes and Academy Awards, they're not successful financially. No. So, well, I think I it's just the the age we're in says. I don't know. I think it's just we can't have criticism. I think we got to wait another ten years. I don't know. Well, I, I guess probably to wrap up what what I'm saying is is that the populace of me, Mr. Lincoln, wants to see a Iraq a, a mash. I want to see a funny as hell, just, you know, well put together. Kelly's Heroes, funny, um, you know, just something funny about Iraq and Afghanistan or, or even a Catch-22 that's got a little bit of a funniness to it, but is real dark. I, I want to see that more than I want to see the, the soldiers come home or the, the, the patriotic Green Beret types, which you could do a whole podcast on Green Brave. As we wrap up here. But anyway, that's I, what I, I completely want. agree with you. Let's just go through a list of relatively recent war films. Okay. I'm sure we're going to like most of them, see if any of them fit our, our desire to see something. I, and I can think of one that kind of does, but there definitely, in my mind, has not been a film that completely knocks the ball the ballpark or hits its target. Or maybe it hits its target, but not the target that we're – Looking right. These are not sorted by date. These are sorted by war. But that might actually be a little helpful for us. Maybe not. Let's look here at Iraq War. I'm gonna skip past things that I just have never heard or I think uh, I don't want. To. I know that's the other thing is is that in my research there was a lot of these movies that I've never heard of. And you know you could sit down and take a, a an afternoon and watch these, but I don't know. I don't know what the benefit of that would be. And as you have said that, <laughs> I've, I've been reading through the list. Now, I wasn't intentionally uh, quiet. I'm just going through. Like, here's the first one that I kind of remember hearing about, Stop Loss, which was kind of a, a, an important concept. And this stars, you know, up-and-coming actors, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ryan Phillippe, Channing Tatum. But I never had the desire to watch it, meaning it probably wasn't very well put together. But, you know, look at those – there's some star actors, MTV films. Maybe you'll have to watch that, but I guarantee that's going to be an MTV films made for MTV. Washington yeah. W, Generation Kill, that was more of a documentary style. Right. Hurt Locker's probably the only one that comes close to doing anything. A green Zone. And that's it. And that's insane. Homeland is probably the closest thing you have, but Homeland's doing its own thing on TV. It's not right. really. It has an entirely different – it's more of a CIA thing. I'm, I'm going to go through a list of Afghanistan. I'm going as fast as I can. Restrepo. Uh, that, yeah, and which is – It's a document. It's a documentary. That, that it's is a very, up and down, very not critical. real agenda. But it is critical. 
but it's not a. I didn't think that it had a, a front agenda. I don't think. And it's it's a tough film to watch. It really is. <clears throat> it is. You have to be in the mindset of I want something like you That's are actively the seeking the truth, and so it doesn't right. really speak to a wide audience that other films will. And then obviously you get and what, and what brought this up is the the release of Lone Survivor. Right. Which yeah, that's what brought is an action video that <laughs> it's an action movie with jingoistic the, the tendencies. Yeah, I haven't seen the film, so I can't really comment on it. <laughs> but I'm just assuming this thing's not going to be an indictment or critical. I think it's going to be an action movie. Beret. Yeah, I would say that it's the Iraq War Green Beret. All right, now let's look at some of the real deal films as we fat. Yeah, see, now it's kind of tough to go. The one I did want to mention earlier was Three Kings is a, a, a oh, very yeah. well good movie, but it's not really – it just is a film that happens during war. The war yeah. sets up a kind of interesting premise. Uh, it, it talks a little bit – you know what? Jarhead, Jarhead was pretty great. good too and, and kind of talked about how, how silly and how ridiculous this whole thing is. So Jarhead, I will say that one might be one of the better ones that does enough to talk about war because Three Kings doesn't really – talk but it's just more about the guys than it is the war but then again who <laughs> that war is it's ultimately about the guy yeah i don't know uh i guess that's about it i really don't want to go yeah. back into these maybe you can write a post of uh, the wars you know you could throw hot shots out there <laughs> or hot shots part two uh manchurian candidate the the remake Ooh, was really good. The new Manchurian Candidate, yeah, and the I old were great. About that. So you get that, and you know we are we have to admit our bias here because we're going thirty years after the fact, and so we can go and and find here are the good movies from the past thirty years, right? And just scoop up the good ones and ignore all the garbage. So right. there is a bit of a time bias when we talk about this, because if we were born during the 60s and 70s, we would be well aware of all these. I think insane... we would be making fun of Deer Hunter. I think we would. No, 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 no. Oh, my God, that was that's a that's a pretty big film, especially for people. Well, that but grew the, up during that time. That's they a, may very well say. I don't know though. I mean, people in the future might be saying the same thing about the Hurt Locker or Generation Kill or, uh, you know. Who knows that so. men who stare at goats is not the new mash? We're just not seeing it. Like no, that. we can't. I because it's not. It's I'm, not, man. I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> it's not. Mash didn't do well. I don't think Mash did very well at the at the theaters. I believe it did do pretty well. We're talking to Robert Altman. It may not have done well in the theaters, but I believe it did well when it came to nominating. Uh, Oscars, yeah, etc. Goats is, I don't know, just a just a story. It's better as a book, I imagine, the movie. All right. Anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. This is the History Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher. Make sure you're subscribing, please, please, please. Also, hopefully, Mr. Lincoln will get a list of war films. Even I'll though we will probably disagree, considering he was a guy who was kind of trying to. Def- <laughs> Defend the Green Berets at one point. I like the Green Berets. Oh my god! For okay, what it so. is, if you if I, I'm a big fan of looking at things at what they are, and for what it is, it's an oak. It, it, it's pretty good. For what it is, it's a jingoistic, patriotic John Wayne film. And if you look at it anything besides that right there, of course you're going to dislike it because you're not looking at it right. You got to look at you got to look at impressionist art 
with the mindset that this is impressionist art. You got to look at Green Berets. You, it's, the mindset you that are it's giving the Green way Beret. too much credit. You are uh, trying to find facts to defend your oh, irrational right. point of view. The Why We Fight series, and we've said this before, is is less patriotic and, and less propagandist than the freaking Green Berets. Anyway, oh. thanks for joining us, guys. We've got some more podcasts on the way. Check them out. See you.